From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Alistair Gray and this is FT News. Big news in the world of online lending this week. One of the most high-profile names in the industry has resigned suddenly. Renaud Laplanche was the founder of Lending Club. He's standing aside as chairman and chief executive. The company warned of a, a so-called lapse in business practices and uh, the shares have tanked. Joining me now to discuss the developments is Ben McClanahan, the FT's US banking editor. Ben, thanks for joining us. No so, so what do we know about what's happened? Well, it's all very mysterious. Um, the, the market was expecting pretty downbeat earnings this morning from Lending Club. They, they were primed for a, a slowing of originations and so on. And we got all that. And, and in fact, the figures were, were more or less okay, probably better than expectations. But it was completely overshadowed, as you say, by this um, shock announcement that uh, Renaud Laplanche, the, the founder, chairman and chief exec, uh, since 2007, he steered the ship uh, very, very capably through some choppy waters. I mean, he's a keen sailor, so that's why I'm using this, this rather laboured metaphor. But anyway, he's, he's done a, a very good job. He, he's been a figurehead for, for this fast-growing industry. Uh, he, he's countered lots of the scepticism that, that's been emerging about um, the sustainability of the business model he's built. But now he's gone. And um, still, we, we've got a three-page uh, statement from Lending Club and not much else to go on. The basic um, allegation, it has to be an allegation until um, he speaks, is that um, he was essentially playing fast and loose uh, with disclosures on uh, on a package of loans that uh, was bought by Jefferies. Uh, they haven't named uh, the buyer, but I, I know it's his Jefferies. And uh, Jefferies had, had a long-term supply deal with Lending Club to, to buy X amount of loans in an X category. And apparently, uh, Mr. Lepage, perhaps to meet uh, the first quarter guidance, shuffled some loans from pot A to pot B when he shouldn't have done. And was he involved in this lapse or is he going just because he's um, carrying a can for something that's happened on his watch? Yeah, again, I, I wish I'd ha- had his, his side of the story before sounding off, but uh, he's gone. So that, that implies some culpability, even if he directly didn't give the order himself. Uh, people underneath him did. And uh, just reading the, the way the statement's worded, it, it does appear that um, uh, he, he does share some portion of the blame. Some people I've spoken to today are, are delighted that um, that Lending Club, uh, despite the reputation for living by the seat of its pants, uh, has a has a sort of strong culture of corporate governance. So they, they they picked up this internal issue, and they're taking pretty drastic action, which is to boot out the founder. And why why haven't they told people a bit more about what's going on? Uh, that's that's a good question. I, I expect that more will emerge in coming days. I, I've tried ringing around board members this morning. Uh, the operation is is a complete lockdown, and not even the head of PR is picking up the phone. That that's how drastic wow. things have have got over there. Well, I mean, share, the shares have lost about a quarter, more than a quarter of their, their value. I guess it's obvious, but what, why, why are investors so concerned about this? Well, investors have been concerned about the business model, as I've said, for, for a long time, especially given that our credit markets now are more difficult. If you're packaging up assets and selling them into credit markets, it's, it's a tough business, especially if you haven't been through the credit cycle uh, like Lending Club has. I mean, it, it was founded in 2007, so you could say it's seen some so, something of a downturn. But uh, as far as, as as investors are concerned, as they're looking to build their exposures into this new asset class, this is still an untested model. So the shares, yeah, have been falling rapidly um, since the IPO at $15. That They haven't even come close. Uh, they started to fall last summer when, when some of the lockups expired and investors were allowed to sell. And since then, yeah, they've been very, very weak. And uh, since January and February, when credit markets really got uh, nasty, that uh, they've been on a steadily downward trend. And help us understand a bit about the the background to the industry. I mean, 
there's been a lot of hype, hasn't there, about these platforms, alternative yeah. lending. How much uh, success are they actually having? I mean, how, how worried should the banks be? Well, I think qualified success for now. Uh, it, th- there's lots of comparisons made with Uber and Amazon, for example, but they, they haven't demolished the taxi industry like uh, like Uber has or the, the book retailing business like Amazon has. I think eventually that they, they could make a, a much bigger impression. Of course, all the investment banks come out with big forecasts, very big numbers for, for the percentage of personal loans in particular that these guys account for. But I think um, if you look back over 2015 in the personal loans category, um, altogether, these online lenders accounted for a quarter of new originations, which is pretty good going after three or four years of pretty rapid growth. And there are other categories like auto loans, like student loans. Uh, SoFi has done particularly well there. Uh, there are other categories that, that banks are just very, they find it difficult to compete in now for various reasons, for capital reasons, for regulation reasons. And that is where the online lenders have the advantage. They're still smallish, but but very fast growing, it sounds like. And so so what, what does this episode tell us, if anything, about this world of uh, alternative lending? Well, I think if you speak to any other online lender today, they'll, they'll say it tells you nothing at all. <laughs> this this is a, a very particular problem, uh, unique to Lending Club. And I think Lending Club has, has also made that argument today. Uh, this was essentially a one-off um, mm. The chief executive apparently was uh, was acting in a sort of imperious fashion. But there are high, as you mentioned, the sort of high expectations, perhaps that apparently they felt had to be met. That doesn't that, right. that applies across across the sector now? Yeah, well, there are lots of um, imperial uh, chief execs at other online lenders too, and not least Mike Cagney at SoFi, who who, who really runs that shop. He, he's identified as the leader, and what he says goes. But I, I don't think we, we can extrapolate you know, these particular set of problems for Lending Club uh, more broadly. Um, at least uh, that's what the, the online lenders will have you believe. And uh, I think the um, the governance argument that Lending Club is making today is sensible. Uh, that, that they've basically accepted that yes, the growth was very very rapid, and perhaps yes, we did drop the ball. But now we've got an executive chairman, so there's a split between that um, chairman and uh, chief exec. There's a, there's a relatively novice chief exec now. And who's taking over? It's a guy called uh, Scott Sanborn, who, who used to be the chief marketing officer. I think he was also president, but he's now in, in an acting uh, chief exec role. And uh, I'm not sure if he's a, the long-term replacement for Renault Laplanche, but uh, he's a decent uh, stand-in. And so finally, just so what are the big unanswered questions then that the shares are to recover uh, have to be addressed? That there's all sorts. I think we need a proper account of what happened on, on the Thursday and the Friday of last week as these problems emerged. Uh, I, I will do some more reporting, see if I can find out. I suppose that the governance structure that now Lending Club has, uh, has settled on is, is a more solid one, at least on paper. It would appear to remove a little bit of power from the chief executive. Let's see if the shares recover. Uh, I've got a sense that uh, there won't be a massive rebound for now as long as these um, funding problems that the entire industry faces are still unresolved. Uh, the, the core of the problem, it seems to be, uh, was that um, Lending Club had too much supply coming in and not enough demand on the other side, uh, not enough places to put uh, all these loans. And I think that that could have encouraged the, um, the sort of corner cutting, which apparently happened here. All right, Ben McClanahan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Lars. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy the FT's Banking Weekly. You can find this every Tuesday at ft.com slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., 
Corrientes experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com.